tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. Good afternoon to you and welcome to your favorite business development program on Radio Masterclass. Masterclass is powered by Joy Business and brought to us by Goyle. Goyle, they say good energy, Goyle, Yenara, Yedia. Masterclass comes your way every Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. and runs all the way through to 2.15 p.m. here on your superstation Joy 99.7. My name as always is Yabanafo and I'm happy to be your host for today's edition of Masterclass. A big thank you to Sami for playing that song fast from Dolly Parton. Hello, God, always a very reflective one. I'm sure at some point we'll make it a signature song um, to Masterclass. But Sami, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. 
on today's edition of Masterclass, we want to continue the conversation that has started um, last week and the, and the week before last. And I just want to also say a big thank you to my brother, Daryl, Daryl Kwao, for sitting in for me. And his show was excellent. I listened and I enjoyed it so much. Daryl, thank you so much for sitting in and making Masterclass such, such a blessing. Um, that conversation um, continued here. And today we're talking about diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. And we're doing that with the CEO of AfriConsult, the person of Mr. Martin Atafin. He's been with us on the show for two editions already. And today we continue that conversation. But just as a quick recap, I'm sure that when he starts to talk, he will also give us a, a recap in his own words in terms of what he's talked about in the last um, couple of shows, just so that for flow of thought, and for those who missed the first two shows, you're able to follow and also make a note. But there are three things that sort of stayed with me. I always like to talk about the things that I remembered so that if there are things you also remembered, then clearly you'll be able to apply those to your business and become better for it. Um, one of those things was very strong, and I actually put that up on my status yesterday, and I got quite a few hits. Thank you to all of those who responded. But I suppose that it sort of set us thinking. And it's simply this, that... We should be looking at equity, not equality. And before I continue, let me set the context. The context is, <laughs> I was having a conversation with Martin earlier. The context is one of an employer who is working with resources, resources which are not infinite and trying to achieve a certain aim. So the context is set from an employer's perspective. And we're talking about equity, not equality. And he explains that beautifully with a slide for those uh, of you who want to watch us live we're streaming live on facebook by all means go there and he's obliged us a couple of slides to be able to see this particular slide i'm referring to but it's about three people looking over a fence watching a baseball game and they are of different heights so the first in the first picture where we talk about equality each of these three people is given a crit to stand on naturally the tallest person will see over the fence with or without the crit the next tallest person will see over the fence with the crit. But the last person, even with the crit, may not be able to see over the fence. And then there's a second picture where the tallest person doesn't get a crit, but still sees over the fence. The person in the middle gets a crit and sees over the fence. And the last person gets two crits and sees over the fence. What are your thoughts on that? Equity, not equality. When we get interactive, I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. The second thing they talked about in that conversation, which stayed with me, was also that we should look at inclusion as a proactive behavior that makes others feel valued and respected. I've always talked on this show about Ubuntu being the fact that I am because we are. So that's where the world is going. We're looking at helping each other so that together we can achieve more. That's what the acronym TEAM stands for, Together Everyone Achieves More. So that's where the whole conversation is going. Inclusion is a proactive behavior that makes others feel valued and respected. And the last thing that I also picked up was that if you do not intentionally include, then you will unintentionally exclude. And we all understand that in team dynamics, when you exclude anyone in the team, whether intentionally or unintentionally, it has its own effects in terms of the, the team dynamics. Today we continue um, in our conversation, and we're going to be looking at the focus area of integrating the DEIB, DEIB short for diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, in our strategy, in our strategy as employers, as business owners, running our businesses, but managing the most important resource, which is the people. How do we include or integrate the DEIB into our strategy? Um, we have Mr. Finn back here with us in the studio. Uncle Martin, 
We're excited to continue this conversation. <laughs> certainly, certainly. I almost wish that I was sitting down watching Daryl do this. <laughs> um, but I have to be back here. And I'm sure today Daryl gets to watch. But I think you, you've already shared so much with us in the first couple of weeks. Yeah. If you will, let's continue in that same light. Yes. And then talk about how we can incorporate the DEIB conversation into our strategies, as whether HR strategy, whether company strategy, whatever the direction is as yes. employers. How do we incorporate that entire conversation, and then you can go back and touch on some of the few points that for, we talked about for, earlier. For real, yes. For real. Okay, so the reason why it's important to include mm. uh, uh, um, DIB in your strategy is that, uh, you know, it has to be intentional. Mm. You have to plan for it. You have to actually be aware of it, plan for it, and make sure that it's implemented properly for you to get the results. But why do you want to do that anyway? You want to do that because you are looking at the bottom line of your organization. You are looking at results. You are looking at how people become productive, and when people feel excluded, they become less productive. And and you know, and human beings, uh, very little things make them feel like I don't want to, I don't belong here. So I'm not putting out my best. So you want to make sure that all of those uh, areas are covered. Mm. Mm. As as we indicated earlier on, um, in, in in the other programs. Um, diversity is when you are invited to the table. So you have hired people into the organization. Um, inclusion is having a voice at the table. Are all of them able to do what they are expected to do? Um, equity is being able to speak without any barriers. Are there any barriers that are blocking them from doing what they have to do? And therefore, it's important to make sure that you remove those barriers. And not only that, help them to be part of the organization. That is when their voices are also heard. Mm. And then they also feel like, like they belong. I mean, there are organizations that have had super, super uh, um, feedback from maybe those with, with, with blue color, and that has changed the organization and, and brought innovation into the organization. If, if only the white color people were the, the, the ones who were going to drive things in the organization, they would have missed what those with blue color would have mm. put on the table as well. Maybe for the purpose of some of my listeners who may not appreciate, um, can we just very quickly explain what blue color and white color? <laughs> okay, thank you very much. Yes. Blue color are those on the shop floor. Blue color are operational those stuff. Operational stuff. You the know, non-strategy stuff. The non-strategy stuff. I mean, if you're in the factory, those who are packing the the bags, mm. the, the boxes, who are uh, manning the the production machines, etc. And then the white color are those who are looking at things from a strategic perspective right. and then managing uh, things Supervisory from management absolutely decision making decision right. making yeah. okay now that we have that out of the way <laughs> <laughs> so now that we, we we have that out of the way so you need to be able to align diversity if diversity is uh, is present inclusion is is practiced and belonging is prioritized in the organization then you you know that you are achieving alignment but how do you practice inclusion how do you prioritize uh, um, belonging when you have documented it it has to be done practically and pragmatically and that is what you feed into your your strategy and your plan and by the way it also has to align with the organization's the corporate strategy mm -hmm. if this is the direction we are going whatever we are putting in uh, making sure diversity and inclusion and belonging fits in also helps and to drive whatever we have decided as our strategic uh, um, priorities for the year but then when you look at it, the interesting thing is we, uh, uh, the, a lot of the times there are other areas of DIB that we don't focus on. Mm. Um, we, last week we talked about unconscious bias. And we realized that 
unconscious bias is everywhere. We are all biased in one way or the other because yes. of how we are wired, where we came from. You know, we say that a lot of the time, people say we don't have a diversity problem. But you realize that you have a talent challenge. <laughs> you realize that you may have a leadership challenge mm -hmm. or even work allocation challenge, a professional development challenge or recruiting challenge. All of those challenges may actually be uh, uh, because of the uh, effect of um, not looking at DEIB in your organization. Even feedback challenge. I mean, um, diversity could include the different temperaments of people because they are diverse, but how does one person give feedback and how does, does the other person give feedback? You know, you even review processes within the organization, client relationship challenge, uh, culture, we, we know we've spoken about that, empathy challenge, management challenge, all of these things, you know, if you look at them, you realize that we react to some of these things unconsciously, thinking that everybody should be on the same page, but you should realize that people might not be on the same page. So what kind of support will you give people mm -hmm. to be able to help you provide the, the kind of, uh, come up with the kind of uh, efforts that will make us successful in the organization? So unconscious bias is a bias we are unaware of. It's triggered by our brain making quick judgments, and it's, it's, uh, our brains are hardwired to rapidly uh, categorize things. So we are kind of uh, programmed to prefer uh, people who look and sound like us and who share our interests and our experiences because that is a comfort zone for, for everyone. So as soon as somebody comes up, the person is different, the person is, uh, if you remember the first session, the person is a peacock and not a penguin, <laughs> then, then all sorts of troubles come in. And it's on, if you look at unconscious bias, you know, the unconscious part is the iceberg that is below the sea. And that's the biggest part. And that's the biggest part. And, and that is what people don't really realize. And really, uh, what is on top uh, is very little. So you say, oh, no, this is what you see. But um, so there's little or no bias. But really, sometimes there are deep-seated, deep-rooted biases that uh, people... You know, as you talk have. about unconscious bias, I'm, I'm reminded of the fact that it truly is unconscious, you know, in a sense that sometimes when you're in an environment and you find that, let's say, let's use something as simple as if you're in an international environment and you find someone who comes from, not even your country, your region, or if you're in Ghana, someone who comes from your area or who went to your school or who has some kind of connection with you at some point in your life, you find that you're drawn towards the person and therefore if you're not mindful, your treatment of the person vis-a-vis -vis the rest of the team becomes... A exactly. bit more, yeah. A bit more. So it's it's something that can easily happen. It, it can easily happen. Uh, in fact, I have a, an example of that uh, with my, the time I spent in in East Africa, mm. and this is East Africa. I mean, we are all blacks, we are all brothers, and stuff like that. But when, uh, just as they had brought me in, they brought somebody else from Nigeria mm. in. I, I realized that my reaction and my my uh, uh, relationship with the, the Nigerian, only because he's, he comes from West Africa, was entirely different. I'd never seen him before, mm -hmm. but I, we, we, we bonded. Maybe because we're both in a minority, but also because we can relate to, to West Africa and, and uh, we seem to have shared experiences together, if nothing at all, in soccer. Mm -hmm. So he made us become friends immediately. So um, the way I will probably treat him will be different from the way I'll treat another person uh, uh, who comes from Tanzania or something because uh, I can relate to the Nigerian better. But what we're saying here in this conversation is that 
once we identify it, it's a constant and a continuous thing that happens all the time. Yes. But once we become conscious of it, we have to work it to the point of equilibrium Absolutely. so that it doesn't become a preferential kind of um, treatment, yes. if you like. Yes, so it doesn't get to the point of discrimination. Right. Because there's a process that <coughs> all of that going initially, uh, we, we think of things through a stereotypical kind of lenses. So mm -hmm. um, a stereotype, girls are like this, boys are like that. Whites are like this, blacks are like that, that kind of thing. Then it goes through unconscious bias, the process of unconscious bias as well. So you have you're biased because of the stereotypical ideas that you mm. have. And then it makes you start prejudging. You know, because girls are like this, this is what they will do. And maybe it will be surprised that they can do some things that you you're surprised that they can't do. And because when you prejudge people, then your behavior towards them uh, uh, is, affected. is affected. And then that is where the discrimination comes in. So your brain can go straight from stereotype to discrimination, but it has gone through all that process and already you know that uh, I, I don't want to deal with this person, I want to deal with this person this way or, or that way. You know, in, in management decision-making, sometimes the conversation is hard that there is beyond all the laid-down parameters. And, and that's why I think the best practice is trying to address all of these things. That's yes. why it's got laid-down parameters. Even in interviews, they say, what exactly are you interviewing for? What is the job description? What are you yes. looking for? Sometimes they go to the point of giving you areas where the questions should come from to guide it so that yes. it reduces the personalization of the process. Exactly. And there's always this 5% um, personal discretion in every decision. Definitely. Would it be correct to say that this is the place where these biases reside? <laughs> <laughs> because if you hear the reason why people make certain decisions, sometimes it's embarrassing to talk about it. Yeah, uh, actually, that's so true. they find other reasons to camouflage it. And and, and that is very true. I mean, um, I've sat on uh, interview panels where um, you can see that the reason for selecting one person is really. Uh, only because of the way the person was able to speak or the person uh, uh, knows somebody. Or the raising a perfume that you, you know. <laughs> you, you know. <laughs> it's amazing. And, and it, creates, <laughs> it creates, it creates a, a, a conversation that, that, that helps. Yeah. So yes, that, that room is there. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. But you see, what the laid down parameters would have brought you to a point where when you are going to hire, you know that at least you have covered 
most of all of these grounds. So that remains uh, only the 5% mm. uh, um, that is left. But that is also why, from the beginning, you want to include it in your strategy. Right. Because at that point, you are, we are saying that for this kind of organization, this is what we do. This is how we do it. Mm. These are the kind of people that we want. Mm. So it is even the DNA of the people who are coming includes diversity. Mm. You are making sure that inclusion is, is, is practiced. You are making sure that uh, 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 there's equity. All of that is already ingrained in every step of every mm. step in your strategy. Then when it comes to the hiring bit, it is all, also already then implemented. That keeps reducing and reducing everything. So by the time you have that five five uh, uh, percent. Really, uh, you're, you're, you're already full of appreciating the fact that we are a diverse organization mm. and we want to do things. In and a it doesn't way. necessarily significantly change the, should I say, the bulk of the decision that's been made. Uh, absolutely. Because the process has been guided by best practice. Absolutely. Right. I, I, there's, a, there's an organization I know, the, the um, CEO um, comes from a certain part of this country. Mm. And you could see consistently how comfortable he is with those who come from from his area, and how unconsciously, un unconsciously. But he's also the kind of CEO who l likes people who are working hard and work well mm. and are efficient. You know, so um, then you can see that he's in a certain dilemma. So what I told him that okay, you know what? Just write it down. Let's make sure that it's in your strategy. Leave the HR people to be the ones to bring people mm -hmm. in. If your 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 brothers, your sisters, your uncles, and everything come, just tell them, you know, the uh, HR person would would have to sort it out, mm -hmm. etc. Mm -hmm. But of course, um, we 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 in this country we say it's a, a villager looks after you and then uh, keeps you and grows you up. Mm -hmm. You cannot alienate the people that Around where you come you. from. Yeah. So you can leave a little room for those kind of people. Let everybody appreciate the fact that yes, mm -hmm. oh. I will have to look after some of my, my nephews and things, so mm. they will have jobs here. But at the end of the day, everybody has to work equitably. I mean, I suppose that for me, reiterating the point you've just made, for our business owners, for entrepreneurs, for our managers, our CEOs, what we're saying is that try and have a laid down process for every part of your activity. And I think you were talking about strategy. You are talking yes. about direction. Whatever, whether it's your policy, whether it's your direction, whether it's your whatever directs your business, try and put some best practice standards there. Not just to guide the rest of the team, but even you yourself. So that at some point, we know that we are all going by this. If we, when it comes to recruitment, this is how we do it. When it comes to interviews, this is how we do it. Yes. When it comes to, it helps to deal with some of the things we are talking about. Absolutely. But I suppose that, uh, the point I want you to uh, just address for me is that as a decision maker in your business, technical competence alone isn't enough. No. How important is, uh, is the knowledge of all of this in policy formation, in strategy formation, in leading your company? Because we are talking today about DEIB in strategy. Yes. How important is the knowledge of all of this? Because most most uh, business owners and CEOs will say, "Oh, um, I can crank the numbers. I can do this. I can, you know, do that right strategy. I can do that." So why do I need to know about diversity? Why do I need to know about inclusion? How important is that? Is that too? Yeah. So um, the interesting thing is now the conversation has started because mm. people did not really pay attention to all of that. If you take a couple of years back, people will look at. Uh, um, uh, affirmative action, they will look at uh, women empowerment, they will look at black empowerment, but you see those are all 
narrow tunnels. You know, mm. we, are, we are getting there, but we are not there yet. We, um, so the, I, the important is for you as the, the CEO or the leader to have a broader perspective of, of diversity so that you don't really exclude yourself from going forward. Mm. That's the way I'll put, mm. uh, I'll put it. So you can indicate that, look, um, with regards to um, the computer programmer, mm. we want the best out of the lot. And the best, it doesn't matter whether the person is blue, black, the person's, I mean, this is the best out of the tool. You ingrain it in your guy so that you don't lose out of somebody who is uh, super uh, uh, great and is, is being uh, sort of left out mm. by your recruiting team. You know, yeah. so you just have to open it up to all the different teams to say, this organization, we want the best, fine. Mm -hmm. Now, for you to step into any organization, I, my assumption is that the technical part is assumed that you are you're great at it. It's a given. Yes. The rest is everything else. And that everything else is what will make somebody walk out of your organization because he feels he doesn't belong. And as part of the everything else is, is um, making sure that the person is appreciated, the person feels like he belongs. So that area is really something that we need to consider and make sure we, are, we add it to our recruiting uh, process. Somebody said once that in cases of companies where people leave, employees leave, yes. um, there's a statement, and I, I want you to reflect on the statement for me against the background of what we're talking about. Yes. It said that people leave people, not organizations. <laughs> yes, yes. People leave people, they, not they organizations. People, yes, yes. In fact, um, <laughs> what I, I, had, I had in mind was they, they leave their managers, but sometimes it's not the manager. Yes. It's people. So, yeah. you, so you're absolutely So right. is that true? Is that statement true at all? That, because I want a learning point for my business owners and entrepreneurs that, you know, um, sometimes we say, you know, that if you want to go, go. There are 10 more people lined up. But uh, what does it do to your atmosphere, continuity of business? Because for every departure, there is a, you know, a cessation in your process flow. You have to train all over again. You have exactly. to, you know, it affects it, it, you. When it, it you say it affects you, it affects you. Yes, it affects you and it affects the bottom line heavily. Yes. Yeah. So, so you are correct. Uh, I'll respond with an example mm. that we have. That we were doing some work somewhere uh, as a consulting group. There was one gentleman, and I gave an example here. I think with with Daryl, mm. this gentleman preferred to work in the night. He's a programmer. Mm. If you give him anything and you just ask him, make sure that in the morning it's done. In the morning it will be done, mm. and he's super effective. But when you push him to come and sit in the office at eight o'clock and leave at uh, at five o'clock. You, you, you get zero work done. Nothing gets done. Good. So this is just a work style. Okay, so mm. if we are talking about diversity, that's his work style. Mm. Now, a manager comes and insists everybody has to be at their desk by, by <laughs> 9 o'clock. Everybody. Okay, and, and then he gets a query. You're five minutes late. Yeah, you're five minutes. I mean, this is the kind of person who leaves the job. and It doesn't matter, doesn't matter whether he has he has another job or not. He just leave because, he, yeah. And, and, and so when you say people leave people, it's because people have not understood those they are working with. Mm. Yes. So that's why I mentioned that the temperaments come inside, their, their personalities come inside, their work styles come inside. There are some people, because they are always arguing with someone in, uh, uh, in meetings in the mm. boardroom, they just get disconnected and then they start looking for a job because they can't stand somebody else. It's mm. because that person also can't stand them because they are two diverse people. 
And you see, diversity doesn't only remain with the, the primary bit of color, gender, and, and those kind of things. They are secondary and, and uh, other bits that you need to consider. And that's why I bring in things like personalities. Mm. That's why I bring in things like people's work styles. And that's why I bring in, even it gets to now, uh, um, the fact that um, I, I grew up in, in Ghana where I had to go through secondary school and do chew and pour. And I'm coming to do some work and I want to chew and pour. Doesn't mean that when somebody else is doing something and he's learned it practically, you will not allow him to do it. You need to appreciate the diverse environment. And that's where you hear comments like, or predator, or predator. That's because they're different. Too known. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, interesting. I mean, when I looked at your slides, I also saw some information on the types of unconscious bias. Yes. Uh, do you want to touch on that briefly as well? Yes. So um, the different types of unconscious bias, and if you look at it closely, that's when you realize that it's, it's with all of us. Mm. It's with all of us. The first one makes me smile, the beauty bias. Mm -hmm. Judging people on, on the way they look. People have voted <laughs> elections. Oh yes. And and it doesn't matter what you say. <laughs> it, it, it's like that. Ufimikro, you know? So some organizations take advantage of that and say, okay, mm. look, first you need to look good, you need to dress well. Mm -hmm. You know, if we are going to this client, we'll go with a lady. You yes. know. So that you know that people are biased towards all of that. And then we have the affinity bias. Mm -hmm. Hiring people uh, or being similar with people. We come from the same town. As soon as you enter the place, and, and consultants use that a lot. If they have something in fa uh, that is family, they are familiar with with you, they can mm -hmm. actually raise it, and that will strike a conversation, and then you have a relationship. So somebody comes in and, oh, I went to the same school with him. Um, we're both in Augustine's, we're both in Kwabuche. Then already you have a soft spot mm -hmm. for that person. And then the horns effect, negative assumptions, uh, of, of, of someone else. so far as this person comes from um, this part of the country the people from this part of the country they, they are, are like this they are like that they are lazy so you know that kind of thing mm. so that's just because of that uh, where the person comes from you make a judgment mm. of that and then there's the confirmation bias you know looking for evidence and negative assumptions mm -hmm. so um you know, you're just waiting for that person to make a mistake and say, aha, I knew that this, this, people, this person would be like this because of the way he is. And then the attribution bias, how the actions of others uh, affect us. Mm -hmm. So you can, somebody's action, uh, because of what somebody else did, another person comes in, that means that uh, this person will also be the same. You know, and then conformity bias, changing your views to match with others. Um, there are people who, who, I mean, so far as um, it is Yahoo has said this, you know, I'll, 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 my, my view will change. Mm. If Yahoo changes his view, uh, I'll still follow that, you know. <laughs> so it's like um, not having a mind of your own only because you have a, a this thing about some sort of, um, let me, I was just going to use halo effect, mm. but yes, that is it because you respect somebody else so much that whatever yeah. he says is, is what you, you will take. But then the halo effect also comes in. That's uh, uh, perceived positive, positive traits mm -hmm. about certain people. So again, I mean, uh, and I, I, I alluded to the fact that this person is coming from here or this person has worked here before. 
when he comes, he, he must be good because he's worked in another organization. I don't even have to ask him too many questions. Mm-hmm. And this organization, I know they train people very well. This coming from the London office. He's coming from the <laughs> London office. So when he comes, no, not too many questions. He can't make he, mistakes. He can deliver. Exactly. He can't make So that you see that now it impacts on somebody else who has not necessarily worked in the London office, mm-hmm. but also has experience. You don't even look his direction yeah. because somebody else has so those are some of the uh, uh, few little things that you know, right. affect the, the bias. But in dealing with some of these biases also, assuming that the, that process is successful, what would you say are some of the benefits that will inure to, let's say, an institution if they're able to deal with some of them? I mean, it's difficult to deal with them. From what you talk about, it's as if everywhere we go, because people are a function of the orientation, and therefore the orientation is made up of their persuasions, aspirations, fears, value systems, beliefs, faith, and all of that. We... We cannot but defer to some of these things. Yes. And they form prejudices or biases as we grow up. Yeah. And therefore opinions. Yeah. And so in every decision we make, it's informed by some of these things. Mm. But I suppose that, like you said earlier, what we're trying to do is to achieve equilibrium at every point in time. So it's a delicate balancing act. Exactly. But how, how does one do that? And when it's done, what are some of the benefits to an organization? Great. So a business owner is listening to us and saying, yes. yeah, well, this thing... You can't do anything about it. It's everywhere. But we're saying that you can do something about it. And when you have done it, what are the benefits that in your to okay. you? If we can just so start let me those. start from this point that mm. we're talking about, we're talking about conscious bias. Mm. But some biases are conscious okay. and are deliberate. The business owner will say, this kind of person is the type of person that is good at the work that we do. Mm-hmm. If you bring another kind of person, you might bring some diversity, but the, 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 the journey will be too long. Mm. So I just want to hire people who are like this. And if we have a majority of that, work will go on. And I think it's perfectly fine because you feel that this is the kind mm-hmm. of people that you want. Mm-hmm. But if you have other people, you don't want to uh, um, discriminate against whilst, them. whilst they are there because they also add to you. Uh, in Deloitte, we, we say that you, have, uh, uh, you, you get strength from cultural diversity. Mm. So you actually get a strength instead of but some of the benefits that you actually get when you do work on this thing because you can be able to attract diverse talent from mm. all, all all sorts of places and when you have diversity in talent it is great look i went to south africa i went to one of those uh, uh, organizations that uh, um, were working for um uh, diageo and in their computer room was um a, a person with disability mm. Please hold that thought for me. We want our listeners to also be a part of this conversation. So we'll take a quick message from our sponsors. When we come back, we get interactive. Your favorite on-air business development program, Joy Business Masterclass, is in session. And you can interact with us on Facebook via the Joy 99.7 FM or Joy Business pages. If you tweet, the... Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 
handle is at joy997fm or at joybusinessgh. Don't forget to hashtag JB Masterclass. You can also call us on 0302-216541 or send your questions and contributions through to the WhatsApp number 0551-111997 and our facilitators will address your concerns. Attention everyone, class is in progress. Welcome back. If you've just tuned in, this is Masterclass here on your Superstation Joy 99.7. We're interacting right now. Numbers to call 0302-216-541. That's 0302-216-541. You can also send us your comments on 055-1111997. Send us your comments. If you're driving, please do not text while you drive because we definitely want you to arrive alive. But pick up that phone, give us a call. We're talking about diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, and how we can put that in our strategy as business owners, as entrepreneurs, be able to drive our businesses and have tolerance, achieve equilibrium in something that has almost become a delicate balancing act. Numbers to call again, 0302-216-541. Or send us your comments on 055 Today's edition of Masterclass is brought to us by Goyle. Goyle, good energy, Goyle. So if you have any motor vehicle of any kind, Goyle has some great news for us. What do you do when you run out of fuel in your vehicle? Do you just stop anywhere? If that's what you do, then please don't do that. Let us introduce you to the Good Energy family and why you must be a part of it. Goyle Super XP Run 95 and Diesel XP are the best fuel quality fuels with high performance in town for your vehicle. Goyle Super XP Run 95 is a high-grade fuel sold at the same price as normal fuel. And Goyle's Diesel XP is low in sulfur, making it an eco-friendly option for your vehicle. With over 440 stations across the nation, we ask that you join the family that rewards you with a quality for an energized driving experience. Goyle, good energy, Goyle. Yenara, Yedia. Phone lines are still open. Numbers to call 0302216541. Otherwise, send us your comments on 055 Let's hear your thoughts. How are you running your company? How are you handling the issue of diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging? Is that even necessary? Are you the kind of CEO that says, listen, I pay you at the end of the month, do the job. Don't Stop talking to me about all of these things. Or you are the kind of CEO that says, I want to learn about this and how it impacts my work. Let's, let's hear your thoughts. Together we can build our businesses and become better for it. Um, numbers to call again, 0302216541. Or send us your comment on 055111997. While we're waiting for the phone lines to ring and for the comments to come through, um, perhaps we can continue on the benefits of, of dealing yes. with unconscious yes. bias. Yes. So, yes. so I, I started with uh, the fact that I attract, attract diverse talent, mm. and I was talking about uh, uh, my visit to SA, and I, I met with this young man who is a, a super, super high IQ uh, uh, computer whiz, mm. but he is a PWD. And the organization that hired him Make sure that they would be just to be able to keep him. Make sure there's you know access ways and everything. Make him comfortable because if you lose him, you probably need about three of uh, of him to be able to Come do, do that work, kind of work. Yeah. So I mean, you probably will be ignoring uh, uh, PWD mm-hmm. coming into your organization, but you don't know what you're you're missing. You know what's so, PWD by the uh, way? Sorry, a peop- a person with disabilities. Right, 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 right. Yes, right, right. And, and then it also leads. Uh, to, to fair decision making. Mm-hmm. So far as you have incorporated and you are looking at uh, inclusion and belonging, you know that the decision making you're making, uh, the decisions you're making uh, mm-hmm. should be fair. 
because um, if you are in a, an organization which is uh, very Christian uh, yeah. aligned, you sometimes forget that you have hired a couple of Muslims. Whatever you do, whatever you say, you forget that they also uh, are to be part of the, the organization. So you kind of uh, get misaligned and they, they, they get uh, uncomfortable. So, so far as you have uh, DIB in mind, you, your decision-making uh, can be fair. Now before you continue, I think I have a comment on social media. Um, I'm going to take that question. But just put this on ice. What do you say to the people who say that, the person who will say in response to the point you just made about being tolerant, that does tolerance mean I, I can no longer stand for what I believe? Just hold that one. <laughs> because it's a fine line and delicate balancing. But this one is from Edmund. Edmund says, very impressive and educative program. What role does diversity play in organizational culture and organizational performance? And the second question is, what role should the CEO play in promoting diversity in organizational performance? So we take the first question first. Yes, uh, what uh, role does diversity play in, in the org culture and org performance? Yes, I mean, so um, culture is is pretty much uh, essential in an organization. Mm -hmm. You want to build a certain DNA that everybody knows that we allude to. But the bottom line is you want to make sure that everyone who comes in wants to work super efficiently mm -hmm. and deliver to the work and the goals of the organization should be met. But if you decide to bring in people who are uh, different and have innovative ideas, etc., but you uh, do not enable them to do that. That is where the challenge comes in. So you know, you diversity comes in when you appreciate that you are in a diverse organization, mm -hmm. and that you, uh, people need different kinds of support to be able to uh, to deliver, not to miss out the organizational culture. Mm -hmm. Yes, by all means, you have a certain culture, you operate in a certain way, but those who are even living within the culture, how do you support them to be able to deliver? Okay, yeah. and I think the second part of this question is that how does that process or understanding of diversity and therefore its appreciation lead to organizational performance? Yes, it, it, it's a people thing. Right. If you there's understanding of diversity and therefore the people are enabled to do the work, then you can uh, achieve better productivity. Mm -hmm. Because if uh, there's a challenge with those you're hiring in and you hire people who have a, a certain particular uh, um, leaning to probably um, just males or mm. whatever. You miss out the females. And, you know, it comes back to, uh, like, when we talk about women empowerment mm. and things, why do we want to empower women? Because they also have certain capabilities and competencies that probably men may not be able to uh, appreciate. If you don't have a balance in your leadership, um, your decisions, your suggestions may be leaning towards a certain, a certain angle. And you will miss out what you probably would have gotten from from mm. from women and and again i keep uh, uh, bringing in examples um you could be making decisions at the top and then it would affect you know the way uh, mm -hmm. um women operate in general yeah. because um if if you look at it strictly look uh, um for the most part men will have to close at five o'clock get home and and wonder where's my food coming from uh, women will have to finish work at the same time, mm -hmm. <laughs> go go to the shops, buy something, come come and mm -hmm. cook before we we you know mm -hmm. that kind of thing. How do you incorporate that kind of thinking into how we work? In you know, depending on the environment, there are organizations that started flexi <coughs> hours long back because some women had to stay at home to look after kids, mm -hmm. but they are delivering from uh, you know from home, yeah. etc. What would bring you to that decision? is because you are appreciating diversity and appreciate that mm. they need that extra time to be able to. And I think the second question is, what role should the CEO play 
in promoting diversity in organizational performance. I suppose you mentioned that earlier about the fact that it should be incorporated in the strategy. Absolutely. It should be yeah. clear in the direction statement. Should, yes. yes. And uh, he also should be <coughs> accepting that, that there is the organization has diverse individuals and we need to cater to the needs of all. Mm. Right. Okay. We're still waiting for um, some additional comments to come through. But I think I, I asked a question earlier that <laughs> in, in towing the line of diversity, <coughs> uh, does that mean I shouldn't stand for what I believe in or I shouldn't follow my 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 line of thoughts just because I want to be should I always be in the middle you know a friend of mine said once before growing up that if you don't stand for something you fall for anything you fall for anything <laughs> so I know it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's not a trick question but for someone who's thinking about it how should they approach it and I suppose that the question that I have for that is um as an employer, where do you draw the line for tolerance to diversity? You know, it's a, it's a, it's a difficult yeah. one. Yeah, it's, this uh, yeah. Uh, takes me back to where the penguins were. The penguins were looking at uh, things in a certain way. When the, when the peacock came, the peacock uh, was more colorful, mm -hmm. had innovative ideas, etc. And at the end of the day, what's your bottom line? your tolerance will relate to mm -hmm. the reason why the organization exists mm -hmm. and then the bottom line that you, that you have to give. Mm -hmm. And then the fact that when you enable other people, you will get more, you know. Um, I, I was, uh, we were talking about uh, South Africa a, a mm -hmm. while back and they had to deliberately uh, um, create a situation where the blacks are empowered. Uh, empowered. Every organization has to have a few blacks in, in the organization, mm -hmm. and particularly in leadership and things like that. That now goes to the fact that um, maybe we believe that this should be an organization without the blacks, mm -hmm. but you know we are, have to bring in some people who have other ideas, who bring in other people from where they are, from their backgrounds, to be, be able to help us, to drive us to what we want to get to. Because after all, we are all uh, in the same country and we are all going to, towards the same goal. Mm -hmm. I think we're talking about the benefits. If we could yes. just yes. finish off on and that one. So, so the other benefit is that it encourages creativity and innovation. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, if you have people of the, who always think alike and think the same, new things will not come. You'll all be doing the same thing. So, yes. And then the, the next thing will be it improves employee engagement. Mm -hmm. So that way, everyone will feel that, yes, somebody is thinking about me. I'm, I'm open to discussing things with my boss, with my supervisors, etc. Yeah. And then uh, also it gives you your results. It results in higher levels of uh, productivity. So right. having the, uh, gone through all of this, and if all, the, um, all your staff are engaged, definitely your results will be uh, much better. And then it's it would eventually increase the company's revenue. Mm. I think off-air we're talking about Maslow's hierarchy of needs and its yes. relativity. To the conversation on the uh, maybe one touch on that briefly. Yes, yes, yes. So, if, um, well, looking at that the, that triangle of Maslow's um, um, hierarchy of needs, you know, the the first set is the physiological, mm -hmm. and then that is food, uh, water, um, you know, breathing, <laughs> everything, and then you go to the level of security, mm -hmm. which is the next level. But then you have a next level after that. Which uh, before you get into self-esteem, which is actually belonging, you know, mm. friendship. So, um, especially when I'm, I fit into the in the organization and I don't feel like uh, I belong here, people when they're going for lunch, they all go and leave me out and etc. You feel 
uh, you know, like, hey, what am I doing here? Mm -hmm. Nobody really cares. And that actually comes before uh, the self-esteem. Mm -hmm. I've got another comment on social media. Okay. Uh, this one is from Emmanuel from La Paz. I think Emmanuel is trying to get through the phone lines and is having some difficulty. Emmanuel, please keep trying. We will, um, once your call comes through, we'll try and pick it up on it. But he says, the CEO of, okay, I will mention that, but of a certain company needs to hear this conversation. His rigid management and approach, his rigid management approach and lack of appreciation for individual strengths and diversity contributes to more than 100% retrenchment. CEOs need a workshop on this. I suppose that, you know, not just CEOs, but we all are mm -hmm. a function of some kind of stereotype uh, yes. at one point or the other. That's so maybe true. let's use the opportunity here to um, push that point home. But before you do that, I think I've got another comment here. This is Daniel from Hatu. Daniel says, good afternoon, good program. My contribution is this. We use equity to achieve equality. The second picture tells it all. <laughs> okay, Daniel, those are some wonderful thoughts there. But maybe you want to just use the opportunity for the comments made by Emmanuel to drive home the, the reason why it's important that we all begin to avert our minds towards DEIB in the management of our companies. Yeah. And after you've done that, just sort of round up for me and I'll take out from today as well. Okay, yes. that, that, that is fine. You know, um, and he's actually made a point um, from someone who is not happy about where is his environment, the quality of work actually goes down. Mm -hmm. The quality of work goes down when uh, work relationship decreases because I'm supposed to be working with you. We are not really, uh, the chemistry is not really right, mm -hmm. you know, because uh, I feel that you, I'm always left out in the things that I have to do. So when the work relationship decreases, the, you find out that the barriers to productivity will start increasing, you know. Everything that would make me not want to work with you, I'll bring it up. Mm -hmm. And then we have just really, maybe I'll, instead of coming to your office, I'll, I'll call you on the phone and then we'll go through whatever we have to go to. It just doesn't work. And when that happens, the, um, 